0: Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, And welcome back to the Cover 3 podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Bud Elliott. That's Danny Canal. I'm Chip Patterson. Coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3. And on demand, wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Hey, thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe. Smash the like. And come and join us in the chat one day away from the start of week one. And one day away from... Ooh, it's going to feel so good. Week one locks Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Come and hang out if you are able to, because we'll be moving lines. We did it in week zero. We were moving lines. Bud got the 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 line movement alert before we were even done with the show. So make sure you come hang out so you can get the best numbers uh, as we go into an absolutely fantastic marathon a bevy of games to pick and we will be drafting games a little bit later on the week one game draft but how we i mean first of all um as e right is bearing down how, bud how's orlando how 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 are we where you are and i know you got some family also on the the west coast as well so
2: any uh, yeah. any updates with the uh, the hurricane we're, we're all good here man um you know like uh like i obviously have you know been through a couple of these some more serious than not orlando like as a guy that grew up on the coast i have a hard time taking it seriously and living in orlando it just doesn't feel big time to me and that's you know like but obviously some people live in really low-lying areas you know, watch your local tv and do all that kind of stuff obviously our, our thoughts and prayers are with people who are you know like in the path in the path i just i rode around on the golf cart made sure the storm drains like didn't have like some kind of big ass pond, Ron, stuck in there that you know would would allow uh, the w- water not to drain out just around my street, and just called it good.
0: Respect. Good. Glad to hear it. And again, uh, everybody who's in the path of the storm, be sure to be safe. Uh, Before we get to our big game breakdown of Florida State and LSU, the mega matchup on Sunday night and our week one game draft, a couple of uh, quick little headlines to get to. The first of which is Ryan Day has named Kyle McCord, the starter for Ohio State, that opener against Indiana. 3.30 p.m. Eastern time on CBS and Paramount Plus. Devin Brown will play according to Ryan Day. Uh, Danny, while this might come from the as expected file, as we sort of been pointing to him all along, do you give Devin Brown a decent chance to win this job on the field?
3: I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, I was trying to go back and think like historically of all the quarterback battles we've taken that have taken place. And is it just me or does every coach always say, whew, this is tight? Like, man. I got two great quarterbacks. I feel like we hear that a lot, which is great. Like you're propping up your guys in, and a lot of times, maybe there is a guy that's had great practice, but you still need to establish your starter all know. Cause I think if, if Devin Brown comes in, let's say it's 14 to three after the first quarter, which I think is probably, you know, you could anticipate that happening and Devin Brown comes in the second quarter. With, you know, the game still kind of not in the balance, but you know what I mean. Then I'll be like, oh, maybe they do want to give Devin Brown a legit chance to win this thing. But if it's, you know, 45 to 10 at halftime and then he comes in at the second half, I'll probably be a little bit more inclined to say, oh, okay, this is Kyle McCord's team. You know, and we'll see that play out uh over the first part of this season. Cause it kind of depends. You know, I kind of like I thought Harbaugh last year, the clear, I mean, what he did was a true oh, we really want to give equal opportunity. We want to see these guys. And we all kind of expected him want to make that move to J.J. McCarthy. That's what you do if you truly don't know and want to have a fair quarterback competition is you give them equal opportunity, not throw them in there with the backups against garbage time.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're dead on. It's, it's really going to, when Devin Brown comes in is going to tell us a lot about how close this quarterback competition truly is I do anticipate they will both be playing while the game is still on the line because just the message coming out of Columbus the entire time has been that it's close like yeah I thought I was assuming Kyle McCord was going to win this job all along simply because Devin Brown missed all that time in the spring because he was hurt but apparently when he's been able to practice he's done really well and he's made it tight so yeah it, it's going to be I think a few games before they truly decide on somebody and then we're going to see like we've seen before You get the red shirt if you play four games or fewer. After the fourth game of the season, one of those guys is not going to play anymore, and then we'll get ready to transfer somewhere else.
2: I don't really have much to add. I I think you guys really nailed it. Let let them both play. See see who really the best guy is. Blake Barnett took the first snap against USC
0: in 2016. He was the QB1. Mm -hmm. And Jalen Hurts came in and led Alabama to a 52-3 win against the Trojans. It was, you know, no turning back from there. Uh, last season over in Chapel Hill, Mac Brown talked about how Drake May and Jacoby Criswell neck and neck. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, so that is like, those are the two, um, you know, obviously a little bit biased with the Carolina side of this, but those are two quarterback battles that I was thinking about when looking at Ohio State because it may be that Kyle McCord comes out and lights it up right away and you're like, okay. How, how, how close was this, or, or did Kyle McCord just need the bright lights? Like, did did he just need to go out there and start playing, or is this going to be a situation where if the offense uh, isn't getting first downs, and even after two series, we see Devin Brown come in? Those those are sort of the fork in the road that I'm looking for, and it might be somewhere in
2: between. We we have seen though. I mean, on the Criswell point, I, I know North Carolina fans had heard good things about him. I've heard pretty good things about him out of Arkansas. Yeah. So if, if you're a Hogs fan like that, you you, you may have something there. Uh, and if, if you're going to run KJ Jefferson a lot this year, which obviously you should, I think his legs are better than his arm is. Um, it's nice to have a decent backup if, if he gets hurt. Uh, I did cover once upon a time when I was a beat guy, uh, Jameis versus Coker. And Jameis had such a big spring game. You know, you were like, okay, like it's got to be Jameis. And Coker really played well that, that fall I'd, it didn't fall camp. Now, obviously, like I think we all realized it was, or we all thought it was going to be, uh, to be Coker or excuse me, Jameis. But I, based on stuff I had heard, like people that were close to Jimbo, I do think he actually had like legitimate, uh, kind of internal struggle about that. And then Coker ends up, I mean, they didn't, Bama didn't win the national title because of Jacob Coker, but they, he was the quarterback on a yeah, national championship yeah. mean, winning team. He played well
3: enough to not lose the national title. Yeah. And, there's a chance they're both really good, you know, Devin Brown. And there's a chance, you know, I, it feels a little different than Alabama. It feels like Alabama's in a, you know, a little bit crisis mode when they go out and try to add to a two man battle. This one, maybe Ryan Day just has two really good quarterbacks. I mean, that it is Ohio State. They are able to recruit some of the best talent across the country. Maybe they're just both really good.
1: Can, can Ohio State <laughs> trade one of them to Alabama for like a? <laughs>
3: That like would a, be great. a scholarship or something pretty soon down the road we might <laughs> be able to whoever that. loses the left tackle a
2: battle for bama gets traded to ohio state there you go and, yeah and like <laughs> bama sends an extra what corner to Ohio state, maybe for an extra receiver like that. If
0: Ohio state gets a left tackle in a corner from Alabama, then that's a 15 and zero national champion. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, let's see. I had Connor Wegman on my radar, but not a you know, huge surprise there. Any other started quarterback announcements? You can go to Texas A&M or elsewhere that stood out recently in terms of, you know, as we're doing our, our depth chart reviews heading into week one. This
2: is off the radar, but, uh, Stone Earl winning the job for North Texas over uh, Rogers, who transferred from from La Monroe. Like, what? you're leaving a guaranteed starting gig at at one G five to go be a bench player at another G five. That's yeah. You know, Portal doesn't always do, doesn't always work out, guys.
0: Well, listen, I I'm just I'm really encouraged by this news because Stone Earl. Stone Earl is not mm-hmm. losing to Cal. No. Nobody has
2: a follow on this. Cal show. Berkeley ain't
0: coming to Denton and going to be able to put their hands on Stone Earl. Come on.
1: I mean, I, I can't wait for a few years from now when Stone Earl's going on his country tour as the leading, you know, number one country male selling artist in the country. <laughs> that is that is a country musician ass name right there. Stone Earl.
0: Stone Earl opening up for Chase Rice coming to uh, Pavilion <years>.
3: Um, All right, great country singers last one for me i had a question for you guys because a lot of people i think hit us up uh in the chat and online about the utah situation so yesterday i was doing picks with brady quinn it was six and a half i took utah uh or excuse me i took florida in the points gator danny's full force um are we like do they know now bud now that it's coming down to four is that telling you they know he's not playing because i think a lot of people are making that assumption is that a safe assumption to make So last night it moved. I was watching this on the screen at like
2: 1030 right after a pretty popular like feed me telegram uh, channel uh, said that they they're pretty sure he's not playing, but I don't think anybody said like he's absolutely not playing. It's just sort of a, you know, a a guy who's in the business saying he he doesn't think he plays. Uh, If you really, really know he's not playing, I think that's when you'll start seeing the three and a half show, you know, uh, but I think it, we're probably what ninety percent not. Drive it down,
0: no, get man. it low. Let's go. I, uh, I want to see this overreact to two and a half. Pretty yeah. windy
2: in this He's game too, nice by people. the way. Mm-hmm. As, a, as a little, maybe a little preview to Thursday. A little, little yeah. wind in this. I just game. say it really was on
3: Telegram ending. channel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a bunch of channels, channels
2: out there and Discords. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the Western Union gambling circuit.
3: <laughs>
2: no i asked ron i was like cam rising hurts stop i was like did, did they announce rising because the whole screen lit up red and, and then uh somebody dm me and said no to tunes tunes put in this channel so
0: i got it lo, lo, i'm i'm so happy that we have this connection to this world <laughs> it makes it makes me feel great um so tom and i have been put out there on blast all right so now i gotta hold y'all's feet to the fire we have had to submit our college football playoff we have had to submit our national champion among other things an overrated an underrated you know all the big picture stuff and so i want to put on record for the cover three podcast before the season begins i want to i want to get bud and danny in here as well uh tom why don't you go ahead for those who haven't checked out the story it's available on cbssports.com uh what does your playoff look like who is your champion
1: well, we put this in last week, and I'm already kind of sketchy on one of the teams I chose. Love but it. my official playoff selection, it is not the teams are back one that I was joking about all off season, But it is Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and USC. So one of my is back teams is making the cut. But after what I saw from the Trojans against San Jose State on the defensive side of the ball, I'm a little weary that they're not going to be able to get through without at least a couple hiccups here and there. But, you know, it's only the first game. Things can get better. We'll see. We'll see. Go Trojans. Fight on. And who's your champ? Oh, Georgia. I mean, it's three Pete. Go dogs.
0: All right. I got Georgia as my one. I got Ohio State as my two. Michigan as my three. Texas as my four. And I got Ohio State as my champion. So. Clearly, I'm on the maybe that's just two good quarterbacks.
3: Danny? So I already did one for CBS Sports, but I didn't love it. I'll go with the more official one. Since you guys are Big Ten boys, Mm -hmm. I'll go Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Florida State 3, Clemson 4.
0: Yeah, I got Clemson in my top six. They also had us do a next ones up, and I had USC and Clemson as my next two, like the first two out or whatever. Clemson, um, who's, who's your champ, Danny?
2: I got out. Michigan winning it all. I got Michigan getting hey. over the hump. Nice. There, there's like what, like nine teams that you see in anybody's playoffs uh, like projections, and you're like, yeah, that that's that's reasonable. There's like what three from the SEC. Well, like, Barrett's
0: reaching for an Oregon. Uh, I know Josh Pate has got Penn State in the mix as well. But God's got
1: three Big Ten teams in his final four. Does he really? Yeah, Yeah, he's got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, we got it.
0: Throw them all at
1: Georgia, they all lose.
0: I want to have the (laughs) Godfather come on to explain one Georgia, two Michigan, three Penn State, four
2: Ohio State. (laughs) I assume Dodd doesn't use slack, but if he does, I'm, I'm kind of glad, like, like this would distract me during the day. I wouldn't get as much stuff done. So I'm, I'm glad I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm on 24 seven slack. Um, Georgia one, Michigan two, Ohio state three, Bama four. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's an all super league playoff. Um, yeah. but this was really, really pretty hard. I mean, you know, uh, champion. I think it's really hard to do this to three P to, to, keep that hunger alive. And everybody doubts Ryan day, like crazy. I'm going to go Ohio state.
0: The three. It's really hard to three factored into my consideration as well. Also the fact that Georgia is going to be able to sleepwalk to eight. No, I actually don't like that for my playoff. I mean, they're better than everybody and Kirby's very good at it, but I I like Ohio state getting tested a little bit along the way, getting a little, get a few more, but you know, learn a little bit more about yourself, face a little bit more adversity out there. And I love your Alabama in there because um, Alabama in all the years that they, since 2009, when they have not been picked to win the sec West, I think they've won the national championship Mm -hmm. in all those years.
1: (laughs) Also too, like, I I don't know how many people we had in our expert picks on the site. I think it was eight people picking only two of them had Alabama in their playoff field. So it's it's like, this is, this is the perfect year for Nick Saban to really pull out the nobody believes in us card, which could just be the ultimate, oh my God, juggernaut Alabama is back.
3: We all had Georgia and Michigan, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. right. That was the same exact when I did the uh, CBS Sports Show that I did. Everybody had Georgia and Michigan in. Like There's those, a- It almost feels like those are the, which should make you probably concerned <laughs> if you're a Georgia well, or I Michigan If you're going to
0: do it on paper, those are the two rosters and depth charts where you're just like, I... It looks like they every it, question yeah. answered, you know, yeah. like it's, it's right there for them. All right, cool. Well, I'm glad. Thanks for participating in that. I uh, wanted to at least get our official picks on records. since uh, it is that season, you know what else season it is. It's a big game breakdown season coming up on the other side, Florida state, LSU Sunday night in Orlando, X factors, keys to the game, matchups to watch and more
4: next eBay motors is here for the ride. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: Coming up a little bit later, we're going to be turning your attention to some of our favorite games for Saturday. Sunday, a little bit of a thin slate, but we can actually fill out a whole day because Northwestern, Rutgers, 12 p.m. Eastern time on CBS, followed by the beginning of the DJ Uyunglele era at Oregon State. The Beeves open on the road that's San Jose State, Brent Brennan's uh, Spartans after putting up a, a good fight against USC there in week zero. And then the primetime game uh, will be right there in Orlando, Florida State, LSU. We have discussed this game at length because it is frankly one of the biggest games of the entire season. means so much to both of these teams and their hopes and their aspirations of, of what's going to be accomplished. Um, let's get nitty-gritty for a second, and then we'll go a little bit big picture Um, Danny what are what are some of the matchup points that are that really excite you going into it both quarterbacks
3: uh, excuse me hidden yardage running yardage running the football they're both athletic they both can kill you uh, with those back-breaking plays whether they're designed quarterback runs or the pocket breakdowns both are dynamic I think whichever team has the most success controlling that quarterback run game has the best chance to win. I think it's probably the most significant impact of this game. Agreed. They they both probably have to use their legs. Um, I mean, Jordan Travis capable runner.
2: Jay Daniels is an amazing runner, honestly. Like not not so much on the design stuff, but but on the scrambles he's really really good. I I think you're going to see a matchup of three or four top 100 picks at receiver against a lot of defensive backs who will probably play in the NFL, but are probably waiting until day three or maybe, you know, getting that free agent call. Right. And I, I think the the weapons on the outside for both teams are really special. Florida State's offensive line is really experienced. Uh, LSU's offensive line is really talented. And I think both teams do have some difference makers up front on defense as well. So I'm, I'm excited to see this. Uh, obviously the LSU secondary is major questions after like, you know, the the kid they took from Ohio state, Johnson won't play in the ball game. He's hurt. Mason Smith, the D tackle we talked about on the show. And then, you know, Denver Harris still kind of running third team. I mean, that was the number two cornerback in the portal, which on talent absolutely should be, but apparently still not uh, getting with the program, if you will. So, uh, you know, do you have two corners you trust for LSU? Do you have three, I think Florida State's going to make those new corners prove that they can make their checks, that they can play in one-on-one against you know, Coleman and Wilson on the outside. Can Jaden Daniels
0: throw the ball 15 to 20 yards down the field or more? Because a lot of his passing from last season was not. And he's got, as you mentioned, incredible future NFL wide receivers who should be having a matchup advantage. Like, Is that a, a Jaden Daniels thing? Or was that just sort of, you know, the way that things went last year? Like if, if Jane Daniels has taken a step forward in terms of being a downfield passer, vertical, deep ball, that kind of stuff. We're talking about an LSU team that is going to live up to that little number five that's beside their names in the rankings right now. If he is last year's Jaden Daniels, they're going to lose two games and possibly Florida State is going to be one of them. And I mean, I think we're talking about eight and four, nine and three ceiling in general. Last year's Jane Daniels, good enough to be able to get them right to where they were last year. But if you want to really talk about competing for the playoff, the national championship, winning this game against Florida State, that, that wide receiver room's too good. You know, Brian Thomas, Malik Neighbors, we've been mentioning their names all offseason. They are going to have, as you mentioned, an advantage. Jane Daniels' downfield passing is huge. I'm so pumped about seeing Keon Coleman uh, in this game. I think that, that could that's gonna be one where it was such a late addition to Florida State's team that everybody already believed in. I don't think that, you know, not from a power ratings perspective, but just the average fan. I don't think the average fan upgraded Florida State's offense the way that they might need to upgrade Florida State's offense with the addition of Coleman right there. And then the absence of Mason Smith. Like it's gonna be a big what if. You know, but if all of a sudden they're able to get a little any kind of like push on the interior of defensive line, I don't think that'll be the case as much as maybe the absence of the disruption that Smith could have caused in terms of messing up the timing and and sort of what they want to do uh, when they're trying to mix things up. And because you know, Mike Norvell throws a lot of eye candy at you. You know, he likes to he likes to keep you off balance. And if you're able to disrupt the timing by blowing up the middle of the line of scrimmage then that creates real problems when that's your offensive approach. So, um, yeah, Jaden Daniels as a downfield passer is probably my number one that I'm really looking at uh, going into this game.
1: I think the Jaden Daniels downfield passing, it's a combination of factors. I think that one, yeah, the further downfield you get, I think his accuracy suffers. I think there's no denying that, but I don't think it's like a steep drop-off. I think part of the problem is he doesn't pull the trigger. Like he Mm -hmm. waited too long because if you look at the numbers last year, LSU allowed pressure on 27.4% of its dropbacks last year, which was good. It ranked 23rd nationally. They had a sack rate of 8.6%, which ranked 103rd. Mm. Doesn't take a genius to figure out that's somebody standing in the pocket waiting for something to happen for far too long while his offensive line is doing a pretty decent job of giving him you know time to find the guy. So I think that you need to see more decisiveness – on those deep routes instead of waiting for guys to get, you know, as open as I need them to be before I feel comfortable making this throw. So I think you need to see step forwards there. And I think that is going to be one of the key things because like LSU's offensive line is good and they give him time. And I think that's going to be an important thing against this Florida state defensive front, because Florida state is going to bring pressure. They have a lot of dudes up there that can get after the QB. So If Jaden Daniels can diagnose the play before the snap and figure things out and read it and get it done and have confidence in his ability to make the throw more often, it could be a very good thing for LSU, not just in this game, but all
2: season long. So on that, it's really interesting. So Daniels had one like the highest scramble scores ever on Sports Info Solutions, but it was really like measuring how good the scrambles were when Mm -hmm. he actually took off. But 44% of pressures against Daniels last year turn it into sacks yep mm-hmm. so it's really like he holds the ball a long time he doesn't really trust it to throw it although I will say if you like tracking on a game-by-game basis I thought Daniels was much better down the stretch than he was like yes. a lot of this stuff is from the first six games when he was adjusting to their system like it, if you got the early season Jaden Daniels against Florida State I would I would predict Florida State to blow them out right but I think I think Daniels improved quite a bit down the stretch when he actually does break the pocket though his he's just slippery as hell so mm-hmm I, the other thing on the Mason Smith deal, LSU was a, a team that really struggled to defend counter last year, and there's like two guys that high school coaches and other college coaches really want to watch the tape of or go in person to these coaching clinics with certain concepts, and for Florida State, that concept is counter, mm. right? They they run like a million variations on it. It's basically Mike Norvell's offense and Lincoln Riley's offense, like the two probably most respected counter teams out there, like the high level team. I'm sure there's some D2 teams that just run the hell out of counter to do it well. But Texas the way they dress it up. do
0: it out of the Bryles' offense. But sure. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I, uh, you know, that to me it's like a if you had Mason Smith, you could kind of play him on the backside to the strength, right? And let him kind of get soloed on the center and just and just blow that thing up if you can. They have really good at D-line hell still. Like it's not like these guys are are, are scrubs. They're all going to be draft picks and some of them will be high draft picks, but I don't know if they're total game wreckers, I guess, right? I do think LSU's linebackers, though, are studs. I mean, you get Perkins. Apparently, they're really happy with the Spates kid. He can call the defense. He was a little bit more athletic than anticipated him being just from watching his stuff at Oregon State. I've heard his numbers are really good. So if you got like a smart, super old dude who's physical as well, it allows Perkins to kind of run around and just be Harold Perkins for LSU. And I, so I, I think they, aside from Georgia, LSU might have the best linebackers in the sec. Ooh.
3: Yeah. That Harris Perkins, that's going to be interesting to see what he does lining up more at the linebacker position. Do they move him around? Like how do they utilize him? He's somebody that can wreck a game. Just ask Arkansas, you know? So that's something that they'll probably be figuring out and trying to game plan adjust on the fly as they're trying to figure out exactly what they're doing with him. Also, going back to last
1: year's game, just another factor. It's, this is a cliche thing, too, but it, it was very evident. You saw it on display in the game last year. However, you need to finish your drives in mm. this game. We saw last year there was a lot of red zone shenanigans that you know led to this game maybe being closer than it could have been or should have been in the end. So when you get the chance to score in this one, you need to finish with a touchdown. You can't turn the ball over and settle for field goals. Any team doing that is going to lose. Yeah.
0: What's the weakness of each team? We, I mean, we're very high on these teams, and so we've talked a lot about what's you know, what's good. We talked about the X factor, some of the matchups that we're watching. What are, what's the weakness for each of these teams?
1: The LSU secondary is their weakness, yeah. But touched yeah, on it earlier, that's yeah, like it's it, you, you kind of want to give them the benefit of the doubt just because LSU has done such a good job with defensive backs over the years. But just looking at this team this year. I don't think there is like, you know, the first round draft pick guy, at least nobody who has stepped forward to be that guy. So for me, that's going to be the one thing that if when LSU loses a game, if they do, it'll be because they gave up too many big plays in the passing game.
2: For Florida State, I think it's, they don't have a lot of top end talent in the secondary, at linebacker and at offensive line. They're relying on like experience, cohesion, good college players. But I think there are very few players at those position groups who will have their names called, in the first couple of rounds, if any, of the draft,
3: Danny, I was going to say safety, but similar to what yeah, Bud said, yeah. you know,
0: I was thinking about scoring. You know, the, it brought it to my mind because Brian Kelly voiced this as a concern that he had, and a big question that he had going into the year was, "Are we going to be able to run the ball when we need it?" And oh, like yeah. when you talk about these red zone plays or third and short, like. Are, is LSU going to be able to against like, I think Braden Fisk might be one of the most important players in this game.
2: Like yeah. if you want to talk about an addition that interior you, pass rush. Yeah. It's just going to be, whoa. um, did you, does LSU you have, have the worst any? running back room in the sec? I don't know if it's but the with, worst. With who's player. currently banged up and who's currently suspended and all that stuff. This is, I
0: I'm, the the running backs do not impress me, and so like being able to run the ball when it's not Jaden Daniels. Which by the way, last year Jaden Daniels teams leading rusher by 350 yards.
3: Yeah, we'll yeah. say last yeah, year they can't that again.
0: No, no, that's not that's not the way that LSU is is going to be able to accomplish their goals. Here. I would run
2: him like crazy if he gets hurt. I'm yes. going to put Nussmeier in. It's like Jayden, I don't want Jaden Daniels in there just for his arm. Like Jaden Daniels is scary to me because of the scrambling ability. Jaden Daniels heavily skews these numbers, but last year on third and fourth down,
1: LSU had a success rate of 70.7% in the run game. That was fifth in the country. Florida okay. State was seventh. But That's, I do think there's there is definitely concern about like handing it off on third and fourth down. They have not been successful. A lot of that was Jaden Daniels kind of scrambling.
0: Like probably third and mediums out there Mm -hmm. where he's able to go get you that six or that seven to be able to move the chains yes i'll be interested in that and then uh for florida state while mason smith is not there we talk about the offensive line being deep we talk about the offensive line um you know being no longer the the major red flag i'm not positive it's a strength
2: yeah like phil Steele had him number three in the country that that is that's crazy pills (laughs) that's like solidly top 20 yeah, because the experience, because the the lack of mistakes, you know, type thing. But they they don't have many, if any, NFL players on the offensive line right now. LSU probably has three. And, and just two, thinking two, about that might something, like high end guys.
3: Just thinking about something. I'm curious. I'll throw this your guys way because you said Brian Kelly said, "Can we get those yards when we need them, like those short yardage situations?" How many times do you think we see the Eagles QB sneak oh, formation with Jalen Hurts? Because I think it was UTEP. Didn't UTEP show it? And then yes. they did like a fake, which blew up and it was awful. But like, I bet you see teams pull that out of the woodwork and have everybody lined up there, crammed in there and go short yardage. Because it's, you know, you hear the NFL players. The only thing is you got Jalen Hurts who squats, you know, 1,600 pounds, pounds whatever pounds, it yeah. is, like coming up the middle. Your quarterback, Betty, we be ready for it. But I bet you see it a lot this weekend.
0: Yeah, and and uh, and on the other hand, Jaden Daniels—they're uh, celebrating that he's made it to two fifteen.
3: Oh, wow, he's
1: like the former president.
0: <laughs> 215, <laughs> Jaden Daniels. Uh, all right, we are. Uh, I don't want to uh, spoil anyone's lock for Thursday. I want y'all to come back for that one, just in case this is on the board. But uh, in any other sort of final predictions that you you want to make, or. Um, in, in any big call place that you got your eyes on here in this game
1: it's gonna be fun
0: um, home crowd is do we give any factor because I think it's 50 50 right
1: I don't think it's 50 50 70 30 does the hurricane kind of affect travel for
2: LSU fans like possibly. I know, Jim I Phillips couldn't go or Wednesday or to Sunday. Today. I I doubt. I mean, maybe a couple of LSU fans if they were flying in really early to do the like the Disney thing with, with the family throughout the week or something, possibly.
0: Yeah, it's uh, to the Carolinas by Thursday.
2: Yeah, I mean, this game yeah. Sunday Sunday evening, so I, I don't I don't think so.
0: Uh, yeah, the uh, no, Tom. I think Wake Elon might be. At, you know. Oh,
2: so we'll we got things. wonder conditions in Wake Elon. <laughs> mental note. <laughs> I do think it's going to be pretty hot, though. Like it's, it has been really hot here in a way. I mean, I've lived in Florida all my life. Like this has been maybe one of the hotter summers I can remember. Like and I live in Orlando. So like conditioning will be a factor if either team wants to push tempo. I think, you know, defensive line depth is a factor. Um, I, I, I could see some points for sure.
0: Oh, cramps. Let's go.
2: Yeah. Week one, a lot of, cramp, lot of cramp
0: Watch A lot of cramps. Coming up on the other side. It's a loaded Saturday, lot of games. How are you going to spend the day? We're going to try to help you with a viewer's guide, and we're going to do it with a game draft. Next. I'm Sandra, and I'm
5: just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
4: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, We Know Talent. Visit RobertHalf.com today. That's
0: right, baby. NC State of UConn CBS Sports Network. Catch it Thursday uh, at 730. Okay, the game draft. Here are the rules. we got four rounds. Your task is to draft one early slate game, one midday game, one primetime game, and then one wild card that can be in any window. We're not going to separate the 7 and 8 o'clocks from the 1030s. They all kind of group together. And if you have checked the schedule, as I'm sure you have, the late, late slate is actually not that packed. So not a lot of games there. So they'll all be... In one primetime group, early, mid primetime, and wild card. Once a game is drafted, it is off the board. Let's see who can put together the best day. Tom, you've got the first pick. You're on the clock.
1: All right. So, this, if we were just picking games off of most attractive game, this would never be the first pick in the draft. But Bud kind of touched on this at the start of the show. There is one window on Saturday that is just a barren wasteland of games nothing really that interesting and that is the middle the midday slots um so because of that I'm going to take the one game that really really stands out to me as both an excellent matchup and something that I think could be interesting for more than a quarter or two give me Boise State and Washington in the midday slot
0: what so Boise State defensively what is the expectation there? because this is a Boise State team that after a really rough start, kind of flipped a switch and I know that offensively they took some steps forward. But what do we expect to see from them? because that is the you know the, the place where this matchup has got a hinge, right? Like what does Boise State have for this Washington offense? Are you, are you any of you like is anybody expecting a lot of good pushback here because we're dealing with like a 14, 14 and a half point spread.
1: I think it's going to be closer than that.
2: I think they're pretty good at linebacker. Um, mm-hmm. I think the, the interior defensive line is fine. I'm a little interested to see their corners uh, against these Washington receivers. Uh, and I I definitely like Kalen DeBoer in openers. So, um, yeah, I, I'm curious to see how Washington's defense bows up against a, a Boise offense. And, and Boise has a new OC, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Butch – Butch Hamden? Harmden? I Hamden. forgot how to pronounce it. Hamden. Butch
0: Harmon. He's going to get your swing looking good and score 35 points a game. No,
2: Hamden. You got it. Yeah, 100%. Um, just kind of curious to see how that looks.
3: I think going against those two wide receivers is the matchup to watch there. You know, there's there 2,000 yard receivers on the outside for Washington. Three. Jaylen, Taylor Green's going to be exciting, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen
2: Polk disrespect will not be tolerated. Yeah, That's right. To the, the, Washington's court. got three, man. Dude, he's good. I'm telling
1: yeah. you. I'm just I'm kind of high on Boise this year. I think they have a chance to be the G5 team in the New Year's Six Bowl. So I I think this is an interesting game. I I think Washington is going to win. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, though. And I also I want to see what Chris Peterson does. Like, what side does he take? Does he stand at midfield? What what happens there?
0: (laughs) Is he going to be there?
1: He has to be there. How could Chris Peterson not be in week one Boise State, Washington?
0: Okay. <laughs> i don't know because he's um reading books on philosophy and, no, and yeah. loving life outside he's the, of. A, he's in the studio realize,
1: in la for fox but he needs to get to this game
3: do you realize that dan mullen is going to be calling thursday night games on espn with matt barry mm-hmm. but he is not calling florida Utah. Yep. <laughs> go figure that one Well, they've got Fowler and Herbie doing that
2: game, right? What Herbstreit wants, Herbstreit
3: gets, right? Exactly. what I understand. Um, All right. I cannot believe. I'm a little bit dumbfounded. It's making me wonder what the heck is happening if I'm misplaying my board. I thought there was a clear-cut number one pick for the day. I had my game theory ready to go because I thought thought Tom was going to take that one, and then I was going to take this. Now I'm all disheveled. I don't know what to do. (laughs) but I'm going to go ahead and take the game. I think it's going to be the most compelling of the day. Give me the battle of who you're going to call Carolina, even though it's the dumbest debate ever, because there's only one Carolina. I didn't even go there. Give me UNC versus South Carolina all day long. I think game is really fascinating for a bunch of reasons. I think it's the best game of the day uh, on any time slot.
1: I, I agree. This is the most interesting matchup of the day, but like I said, there are other games in that primetime slate that are worth watching. So I, I had to get my midday because wait, do you see who you guys end up with in your midday? slots?
3: I'll <laughs> be buried away at the fourth round.
0: I, I love the fact that you didn't overthink this. I'm glad that uh, too much game theory didn't all of a sudden like bury this to the very bottom where, you know, we, we were looking at what is obviously um, two very good quarterbacks, two offenses that are going to be cooking, um, I I, I dig that a lot. All right, so I'm on the board. We've got Boise State and Washington. I'm on the clock. Boise State, Washington, off the board. North Carolina, South Carolina, off the board. And that means that I've got to go to Coach Prime. Let's go ahead and lock this up. The debut of the Deion Sanders era at Colorado. And it begins... Against TCU, And let me add that there is not as much intrigue for TCU as there is for Colorado, but there is certainly not an absence of intrigue because this is a brand new offense. It's a brand new offense that's now got Kendall Browse as an offensive coordinator. We've got new quarterback, new running back, two new top wide receivers, a couple new offensive linemen. I don't expect because we are still talking about a Sonny Dykes team that they are going to wildly change what they do, especially with the combination of Dykes and Bryles, but uh, it is new faces and a lot of them in new places. Now, whether it's a Trey Sanders, whether it's a Jojo Earl, a lot of guys from the transfer portal coming in here. Uh, TCU is a top 25 team, but it feels like a lot of that was a respect for the coaching staff and what they accomplished last year. So are they a top 25 team? And for Colorado, I mean Shadur Sanders, Travis Hunter, Cormani McClain,
2: and Kormani ain't starting. Do you see yeah. that? He's not even in the battle to be the number two corner. Really? Not that good. Yeah. He's an upside guy, but he's not polished.
0: Uh us it. Listen, I'd like I like to hear that more than just forcing him out there because he was your high profile recruit. For sure. You know, that's that's making him earn it.
1: My prediction for this game is Travis Hunter makes a very big, awesome play, and TCU wins by four touchdowns.
0: <laughs> four touchdowns? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, bud. You are on the corner. You get the last pick of the first round and the first pick of the second. Um, yeah, Boise State, Washington, North Carolina, South Carolina, Colorado, TCU off the board.
2: All right, y'all. I am going to play 36 holes on Saturday. <laughs> Come back at about like, I don't know, five o'clock, go through the DVR to see all of these noon and three o'clock games that I can pass on and just kind of pick and choose. And I'm going to just double dip the night slate and use my wild card early. So go, I'm going to go ahead and go happy Valley, West Virginia at Penn state. I get to see drew. I get to see that awesome defense. I get to see just how good or bad West Virginia might, might look it's at Wait, is it? Is it in West Virginia? I'm sorry. No, it's Happy no. Valley. It's happy I thought Valley. it was a Happy Valley. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited about this. Uh, this is a game. I'm. I'm really. I really do want to watch. Like, just how good is Penn State's offense? Look, I, I think I know that Penn State's defense is is legit. Uh, you know, like so that'll be it will be curious. And then West Virginia, like, what are they? What are they going to run? What are You they know gonna what I love
0: offense? about West Virginia is everyone's told them all summer they stink. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they were picked last in the big 12 preseason poll and Neil Brown was furious about it. I, I, I think that a West Virginia team that if you remember was feisty against Pitt yeah, last year and has been, let's see. So they've played Maryland, Virginia tech, Pitt and Virginia tech. Like they regularly are playing power conference teams on their non-conference schedule. And there's a, I'm, I'm looking to see if West Virginia has got a big chip on the shoulder from uh, the way they've been, the way they've been doubted but by by including me.
3: But. And they didn't throw in the towel last year. They had two big wins late. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. They won two out of the last three games. Like culture wise, are they buying into Neil Brown? Do they want to save his job? I think that's a good sign. It's I think an they get their best effort.
0: I don't like their quarterback, but their offensive <laughs> line is pretty good. You know? Mm-hmm. So I you know, what what are you this is a team that does have at least a few of the requisite needs to not get demolished by Penn State.
2: I, I kind of think nowadays, if you stayed somewhere, the co- like with the transfer portal, you shouldn't start the year with bad culture generally, unless you did a poor job of bringing in like poor character guys in the portal, Right. But if you're a guy that doesn't like where you are, the cool thing now is you can leave. You can go find somewhere that you are one. So it's like, if you're a coach, you should try to get some of these guys out of there. If, if the culture is bad. So I, I think everybody who stayed will, will, the vast majority will play hard for Neil Brown. Uh, all right. Staying in the evening slot. There's a bunch of these kind of like good G5 P5 matchups here. I'm going to go to one where the G5 team is actually favored, damn it, over the P5 team. Let's go to Houston. Boo. <laughs> Get Frank Harris at quarterback for UTSA. Houston, a lot of lot of pressure on Dana there. Uh obviously he had some pretty great comments about uh about Oklahoma and Texas. Say so you guys can check those Screw out. Them. Man, yeah, he did. Uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I, this is pretty interesting to me. Like, how good is Houston's offense? Look, it's kind of rebuilt. Does its defense have any sort of a pulse? Two years ago, we thought Doug Belk was a really good D coordinator,
0: mm-hmm. and then all
2: this, and then all of a sudden, Houston had a bunch of defensive injuries last year, and Doug Belk forgot how to coach. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm buying into that. I'm I'm interested in Houston here, so I I, I want to watch this one.
0: Um,
2: damn it! I was hoping that would come back to me in a second.
0: Conflicting principles here, uh, you know, you've got Chip Kelly in a non-conference game. You know, what's he, what's he going to be doing? Is he, is he going to be getting too cute? Is he going to make this closer than it needs to be? That would add some intrigue. But we also have your classic Ethan Garbers as the starter. But Colin Schley came over from Kent State. And Dante Moore, the high-profile recruiting win. We're expecting to see both of them as well. So I'm going UCLA-Coastal, the beginning of the Tim Beck era at Coastal Carolina with the Chanticleers. And there's just so much to learn about both of these teams that this is one where my level of confidence in the outcome Is not as high as what I think I will learn about both these teams moving forward. Is UCLA's offense one of the best in the Pac 12? Do they deserve to be mentioned closer to that group of four title contenders than, you know, right there in the mid tier with your, you know, Washington states and such? And for Coastal Carolina, Grayson McCall's there, but should we assume that Grayson McCall, not coached by Jamie Chadwell, can still have the kind of production that he had? That's important as we spin things ahead for the, uh, Chanticleers in Sunbelt play. So, I'm going to go ahead and get uh, you know, one of my prime times with UCLA and Coastal Carolina. Okay.
1: Wasn't even on my See, board, did... I'll be honest.
3: What's that? Wasn't even on my board, yeah, to right, be right. honest. Yeah. So, I kind of like it. I don't hate it. I'm trying to think what I'm looking for cuz I think, you know, I got a compelling game. It's going to keep me dialed in to fourth quarter. But there's a lot of games out there that, like, you want to see what you're going to get, like some new faces and new places. None more so than Wisconsin. Yeah. I want to see what Tanner Mordecai looks like. I want to see what Phil Longo's system looks like. I want to see Braylon Allen. If he goes off, they try to run the football. Luke Fickle, defensive side of the, uh, of the, the ball, what does he do? And don't forget the Buffalo Bills big transfer tight end came in there. Zion Carter, son of Kevin Carter, who I work with at CBS Sports Network and studio, will be dialed in to see if he has a big splash uh, on the offensive side of the ball. But this, is to me, is about getting the new look because this is my pick to play in the Big Ten championship game against that uh, Big Ten East champ. So give me Wisconsin Buffalo.
1: I don't know if you guys saw it. Jordan started typing Buggalow in the dock, he's a big icp <laughs> fan he was thinking of being a, his juggalo days um no, that's a good pick i i am very interested in that game so but i already have my is that midday or early okay that's 3 30 right early. yeah that's
3: yeah. one
1: yep so
0: tom's so talking more trash about how it wasn't even on his board no, it was on my board.
3: <laughs> it where is that game again was, i don't even
1: know it was on my board it's just i had it as midday and then jordan bugalo put it in the early slate on the doc and i got confused for a second
0: jordan is colorblind and holding an infant he's trying his best right now all right
1: put the kid down and do the google docs jordan don't you know how to paste without formatting you fool all right. um god okay this is I'm very excited for week 1. I'm loving all these games. Uh
3: Nobody's taking an early slate game? Or no, it's I got Colorado, Colorado TCU. TCU. That was going to be my number 2 overall pick too, by the way. Yeah.
1: All right. You know, what? I'm going to do it. We've been talking about it all off-season. I don't think this game is going to be competitive. I just need to see it in action. Give me Iowa Utah State as my <laughs> early slate game because Man. I just need to see this offense.
0: Man, how is Mm.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Chip.
0: I'm crushed. I had this one locked and loaded and ready to go. You know, I've I was even thinking we've been making picks on CBS Sports HQ all week. I thought about throwing an Iowa team total over out there, but the team totals weren't available yet. That's 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 riding that's riding with Cade McNamara and a contractual obligation to score points. Uh, all right. So what's your your you've got Iowa and Utah, Utah State. State what's Israel. your what's your next one? Uh, man.
1: trying to figure out there's one game I have that I'm trying to trying to figure out if it'll come back to me at the very end it might so I'm going to save that and if it doesn't I'll just deal with it uh so I'm going to go with my wild card here give me Tennessee Virginia Mm. it's another game that I don't expect to be super close but I do want to see Joe Milton in the starting role I want to see what this offense looks like coming off a huge season I want to see if Virginia has made any kind of step forward. Also, you know, you have with the tragedy that happened there at the end of last season. It's going to be a very emotional game for both sides. It will be honoring, you know, the murdered Virginia players. And it's just it's so there's there's a lot of football reasons and just kind of like some you know altruistic reasons to want to watch this game. So give me the Cavs and the Vols.
0: The expectation is there will be some um, some some uh celebration of their life some some morning of their passing uh you know a moment for Virginia football as it is their first time playing since the tragedy uh so there there's going to be a lot going on there and we're in Nashville so yeah not it's it's not like they're go, it's not like they're walking into Neeland mm-hmm. and 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 you know it's it's going to be a little bit probably still obviously heavy Tennessee representation but um, will Vandy
1: bring the cranes and the scoreboard over
0: Uh, hey
3: sounds like you're grit deficient (laughs) all right Danny all right I told you what I'm looking for I don't care about tight games you know we'll get enough of those in week two I want to get a feel for what we're going to see throughout the season plus I mean history is about to be made on the CBS broadcast network where Ohio State will be traveling to Indiana to take on the Hoosiers, and I'm not going to see one new quarterback. I'm going to see two: Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. Give me the Buckeyes and the Hoosiers. That wild card pick right there, because I do think you know, you'll. I, I think you'll see him open it up. I, you know, we picked this game yesterday. I don't know which way you guys are leaning on it. We have our yeah, we have our locks tomorrow, so I don't want to give them away, but. I think you'll see Ohio State just open it up and keep opening it up because they need to figure out if there truly is an issue. They're gonna let both quarterbacks run the system and run it, you know, a lot.
1: Yeah, take the over. Um, I I didn't want to take this game because I will be live blogging it, so I want to keep my journalistic integrity intact, you know, what I'm saying
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> That that journalistic integrity found the water on the fifth hole.
1: I gotta say, like the first two Big Ten games on CBS are Ohio State, Indiana, and then Sunday we've got Rutgers, Northwestern. I hope we kept the receipt.
0: Stop. Look, I I had it. I had Ohio State, Indiana. Um, you know right there as as one of my uh as, as it was going to be my next pick danny and um i'm glad you were able to jump on it because if if that game did not get picked in this game draft that was going to be extremely bad
2: luck okay you know what tom you you keep live blogging i think man don't let ai replace you on these live blogs right like everybody i i need that tom Furnelli expert analysis when ohio state scores to go up 49 to 10 like don't don't jump on here live broadcast with us early finish that thing to the core i like i I am hanging on every word every time. Every time that timestamp is bumped, I'm like, yes, we got Google again. Look at that. Dude. You, you can watch it nobody, on CBS. dominates the or- <laughs> live blog like Tom Fernelli.
0: You can watch it on CBS or Paramount+. Plus. Follow the live blog on CBSports.com by Tom Fernelli, and you can catch me on pregame, halftime, and postgame on CBS Sports HQ. All right, I've got Colorado TCU on the board. That's an early. I've got UCLA Coastal Carolina. Uh, that is a late And I need a little bit of it's going to be windy (laughs) in Laramie. Texas Tech hits the road to go play Wyoming in Laramie, where Craig Bowl has had all offseason to try to put together a game plan to slow down this red-hot Texas Tech attack. Now, will the crosswinds be so (sighs) blustery? That you can't even throw the ball—it's not the current expectation—but a man can dream, and I think that this is a very—it's—it is a, a game where we don't have a 28, you know, to 30 point spread. This thing's sitting around 14, 14 and a half. It is Texas Tech on the road. Um, I'm not going to light the upset alert sirens. But I am thinking that this is not going to be an easy win for the Red Raiders uh, to go into War Memorial Stadium and be able to go and get a lopsided victory. I think Wyoming's going to bring the fight to this one. Uh, So give me Texas Tech and Wyoming. Uh, That is my wild card, as that is also a, a primetime game and also a game that you can see on CBS, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time kickoff. You can stream it on Paramount+. Plus.
1: You know, Chip, UCLA, Coastal Carolina was not on my board, but this was the game I was hoping I could sneak back to myself in the fourth round
2: as my prime time slot.
0: Oh, so good I wasn't let, yeah, I wasn't going to let it slip by.
2: Those are two awesome picks. Um, all right, I'm kind of down to watching games because I want to see quarterbacks now. And one of those quarterbacks I want to see is Malik Murphy. And another quarterback I think I kind of want to see is Arch Manning. And that's assuming that Quinn Ewers plays well. And is, is is playing well enough to get uh to get this game to garbage time early. Maybe I can see both. Also, JT Daniels is now the quarterback at Rice. How many people do that? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go Texas against Rice here. Without On this, this the-
1: game, we would have never gotten to the moon.
0: Wait, what's that joke?
1: <laughs> the JFK <laughs> speech when they was announcing oh, we were gonna go to the yeah. moon. He says, Why does Rice play Texas? Because it is hard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh man! Thank, thank you to Texas and Rice for helping the United States get to the moon. All right, Bud, what else you got?
2: I don't. Uh, okay, the, the... no morning uh, game I, that looks interesting to you. I mean, there's two that I I could potentially pick. Um, actually, you know what? No, uh, there is a morning one that, that.
3: Come on, make your pick. I want you to skip the one I want.
2: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Fresno Purdue. Dang it. Yep, that was on board. Yeah, like I don't think it'll be a good game, but I, it will be a, a game that I. Both teams have enough, like that. I actually do need to watch them, and I think they have. There's like kind of a, a, a you know, bef- there's a, there's a chance neither of these teams are, are any good at all. We'll see, or there's a chance they're actually really good. So let's let's just kind of see how this thing looks.
3: It's only like right. a four point spread. You see that? Yeah. hmm.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: the, wouldn't it be
0: hilarious principle suggests that the ACC would add Cal and Stanford during the week and then Stanford would go and lose at Hawaii and then Cal would go and lose at North Texas on the weekend (laughs) as the ACC shows off its new incoming football programs. Now I'm all locked up in the prime time. You know, I've got Texas Tech, Wyoming. I've got UCLA Coastal. Those are all night games. But I've still got a chance to ride with my guy Stone Earl and North Texas with Cal coming to town in the midday. Give me Cal at North Texas. Mean green trying to get a power five upset against the Bears. there in the middle of the day. It's a 4 p.m. kickoff.
2: Let's go. Mean Green, mm. Anytime and, uh, you get Sam a Jackson coming back, coming back to to, uh, to Texas, mm-hmm. the, the quarterback who was third string for TCU last year. Anytime you get a chance to see Stone Earl, you got to do it. You got to
0: do it. Yeah.
3: Speaking right. of, wouldn't it be hilarious? You know, I think we're probably going to get this news that you were just talking about the additions to the ACC: Stanford, Cal and SMU to the ACC. They're going to be celebrating, feeling good, and watch out because <laughs> Sonny Cumby and company are coming to town after roaring back from a 14-0 deficit against FIU to gain some momentum. Watch out for that one. Meanwhile, you got SMU with their, their NIL program. They're feeling like, hey, we don't even need the money. We just want a chance. They better be ready to go. Old Rhett Lashley, get the Mustangs ready. That offense is coming to town. Give me SMU Louisiana Tech. Is that early? Yeah, it's yes, 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. Oh, wow. ESPN, you. Yeah, you had and Danny heard- Cannell and Pam Ward all over it about 15 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Danny, we are holding down the that uh, that ESPNU
0: slate here in this fourth round. How right. North Texas follows SMU, Louisiana Tech. There,
2: there was an element like back in college. If you went hard on Friday night, and you're like didn't really want to open your eyes, you kind of reached the remote, you turn on the game. If you heard Pam Ward's voice, you knew you didn't miss the tailgate. You're like, okay, all right, I didn't sleep too late. Like I'm okay. Unless you had a nooner, you know.
0: And it, at Florida State, you didn't have nooners. I'm assuming. <laughs> not, 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 not too many <laughs> yeah um all right tom you've got it final pick of the draft and then we'll uh then then we'll recap it
1: i'm going with two of the best teams in the group of five last year in tulane prime time south alabama. south alabama and yeah. tulane that's going to be a fun interesting game yeah. so it's that's the steal of the draft right there
0: yeah great game uh i was all all locked up so i wasn't able to jump on it but i certainly uh agree with you there all right here's the way that Tom's day plays out. He's got in his early slate Iowa and Utah State, and also his wild card, Tennessee, Virginia. Then in the midday, he gets to take in Boise State, Washington. And then in primetime, he gets South Alabama to Lane. Uh Danny. Gets things started with SMU and Louisiana Tech. Then in the midday, it's all Big Ten, baby. New era here. Uh, Wisconsin and Buffalo, and then Ohio State, Indiana. His primetime game, one of the best games of the day, North Carolina and South Carolina. I've got things started with Colorado and TCU in the early slate Taking in Cal in North Texas in the midday slate, then Texas Tech and Wyoming and UCLA, Coastal Carolina in primetime. Bud's got Purdue and Fresno State in the early slate, our Houston, UTSA. Okay. All right. Then in the midday, it's Texas and Rice. Then in primetime, he's got two of them Penn State, West Virginia, and Houston, UTSA. Chat, you know, I'm asking who won the draft? Who has the best game draft? And if you are uh, listening to this on the audio form, then I'm sure we'll have a, uh, a chance for you to go and weigh in on social media as well. You can follow on Twitter at Cover3Podcast. Same on Instagram and all of the socials. Was What do y'all think? Who, who won the draft?
1: I mean, I, there's Chip. a lot of love for Chip in the chat, but I just I want to Chip. point out. No, Chip's got three Pac-12 teams in his league. What about the Pac-12 makes you think that's a winning league right now? Picking Pac-12 games. Nobody wants to buy those. They stole (laughs) them and put them in other conferences. Chip, you, you drafted a bunch of games nobody even wants to pay for.
0: Sounds like somebody doesn't like farewell tours. All right. (laughs) <laughs> you, don't, you don't like being able to cherish what we get out of the Pac-12 uh, all, all the way through. Um, all right. We appreciate everybody for hanging out again tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern time. We'll be back with our full week one locks that will include Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and yes, Clemson at Duke on Monday night. Five days, whole bunch of games. Can't wait to break it all down with all of y'all. You can't. Follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernelli. You can follow him at Elliott 3 You can follow him at Danny Cannell. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson.
2: Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. See ya.
5: Okay.